20 years since the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center, September 11. I remember I'd woken up, I jumped into the car, I heard them talking about a plane going into a building in New York, but I really pictured it as being like with the Empire State Building many, many decades before. I saw it as a little tiny passenger plane that just sort of went into the side. It was after 15 minutes or so of them chatting about this and that and that that they said the buildings collapsed and it was the world. I couldn't believe it. I got into work and our newsroom was going crazy and the images no one will ever forget seeing those planes flying directly into the buildings. Someone who was there is a very, very credible journalist, Michael Usher, and we've got him on the phone this morning from Channel 7. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Laurel. How are you? Good, thanks, Michael. Uh, recap on what you remember from that day. It was an interesting morning because I remember turning to the cameraman that morning. It was a beautiful morning in New York City. And I said, mate, how lucky are we? You know, we're Australians. Thinking, I was living in L.A. We were based out of L.A., but we're in New York because Leighton Hewitt had won the U.S. tennis open just a day or so before. I said, how lucky are we? Have a look at the city. It was like a postcard. And, you know, within minutes, the whole thing turned and changed. But I, I remember just being overwhelmed. I think like everyone watching it and just being on the ground experiencing it, couldn't understand what was going on. I could see it. I couldn't quite digest it. I was numb. It was just overwhelming. How far were you from the World Trade Centre? I just left Manhattan, in fact. We were going to JFK Airport to fly out. And my wife, who was in Los Angeles, pregnant with our firstborn, had been up all night. And she rang and said, hey, babe, there's something weird happening in the city. Where are you? And I said, I've actually just left it. I'm in a taxi. She goes, I think there's going to be a story there today. And Laurel, to your point, she said, oh, it'll be like a tiny propeller plane or something, but nonetheless, you know, I think there's going to be a story. So we turned around, and as we turned around, the exodus had begun. One tower had come down, and it was extraordinary. We, we were against a sea of people because they literally sealed Manhattan, all the bridges out. It was like those films you see that you think can't be real, but it is. Everyone, like thousands, tens of thousands of people were in the streets and on the bridges getting out. So we surged against it got our way down to the edge of the Hudson, right on the edge of the World Trade Centre. The second tower had come down. You might remember that's a large complex there, so lots of other towers were collapsing and on fire around it too. So we were there and just started going live. All of our phones went dead um, because a lot of the towers were on top of the the trade centres themselves, and then the emergency services took over. I quickly bought a little transistor radio and shoved that in one ear. We commandeered a broadcast truck, had the network in the other ear, and I was just trying to go live and understand exactly what was going on behind the scenes because if we could certainly see what was happening, there was people with dust walking around like zombies covered in dust. You might remember they're all coated in white from all the building collapses. People were in silence, not knowing what to say or understand what had just happened. We got intelligence about Al-Qaeda. What was Al-Qaeda? And we started learning about that. I, I just remember saying on air, the world, the world had turned. The world turned that day. And, and you know, there we were in lower Manhattan on the edge of ground zero trying to report it all. Yeah, 100% there, Michael Usher. We have more from Michael Usher coming up very soon. Yeah, including uh, when was it that he and the world realised that it was actually a terrorist attack and not just an accident? Laurel, Gary and Mark. Classic Hits 4KQ. This weekend sees the anniversary, the 20th anniversary of September 11. And we're speaking this morning to Channel 7's Michael Usher, who was there on the day of September 11. Of course, when that second plane went into the World Trade Centre, all of a sudden people said it was definitely no 
accident. It was no mistake. And and then we were hearing of other planes coming down. Were you at any stage worried about your own safety at that stage, thinking anything could happen now? I did for sure. But then I thought, if this has happened here, and I was in a bit of a bubble there, don't forget, I couldn't communicate properly with anyone. I just knew what was happening there and it was on a scale that I couldn't understand and none of us could. But I, I started thinking, well, is this happening in London as well? Is it happening in Australia? Is it is this something bigger going on? You know, we learned afterwards how much, in fact, the US intelligence services knew about Al-Qaeda and its terrorists that were embedded. Because very quickly we started hearing all of this talk about it's Al-Qaeda, it's Al-Qaeda. I remember, I remember scrambling for information. Can someone tell me what Al-Qaeda is, please? You know, there hadn't been a lot of reporting on that terrorist group at all. So that part was hard to understand. But I, do, I remember one thing I said on air, and I've, I've said a few times, what I did there wasn't awesome you know, reporting or journalism. It was just literally what I saw and what I heard. I regurgitated and I said quickly. And there was this one line I can remember broadcasting, which was Twin Towers down, Manhattan sealed, exodus of people out of New York City, all bridges, all tunnels shut down, Pentagon on fire, commercial plane missing in a farm field, President in hiding, location unknown. I, I remember saying it and just stopping afterwards, going, what are we on the edge of here? I couldn't understand what I just said, but that was a, they were the facts. Mm. Are we on the edge of World War III? If, if there's a definition of Armageddon, is this it? Because every word I was using didn't match. I could say disbelief and shock and calamity and catastrophe. I wanted bigger words, but there weren't any for what, mm. for what was happening in New York. I wish there was a different dictionary to describe that day. I don't really like watching any of the vision no. of 9-11, you know, the towers, the, the planes going in. And even in our news now, we're careful about repeating a lot of those images because they are very upsetting still. You know, you know at that moment, thousands of people died and beyond, they were vaporised. It was terrible, you know, the, the, the size of what happened to them with those planes full of fuel hitting those towers, enough to melt the steel and bring them down. I mean... I couldn't believe that at the time. And, Michael, what was the nights like, and how long did you stay in New York for? Oh, weeks and weeks. But at that very moment, the New York Police Department did an interesting thing. The cops were a bit more tough in Australia. Um, Once we were in that area, they sealed us in. They said, well, if you want to go, you go, but you're not getting back in. So we stayed at Ground Zero. We had a big, big old broadcast truck, which is full of wires and TVs, but not very comfortable. We literally just slept on on the edge of the the pavement, on the concrete, for for quite a few nights because we couldn't get out. You couldn't get into a hotel even if you tried anyway. You know, Manhattan was a ghost town for, for about 24 hours afterwards. So we just stayed there and kept going live. And my bureau that was in Los Angeles based, I mean, none of them could get in because the airspace was shut down. So we ended up flying people via Canada and into the deep south of the United States and driving for days on end until Manhattan could open. But that, that took a good week or so to get people back in. To, to you know, our team just to, just to help us back us up and, and keep reporting as well. So my cameraman Andy and I, we just um, <laughs> just slept in what we had and eventually we found a shop that opened up and bought a few fresh shirts and kept going. Interestingly, the humanity of the actual moment hit me more, I think about 24 hours, 48 hours later. You know, you knew thousands of people had died, but slowly people started coming out of their apartments and homes on Manhattan and that was like those zombie apocalypse films. People just slowly walking around. There were candlelit vigils. Slowly, you know, people were weeping and crying. But that big, noisy metropolis that is New York City, I wrote once that it was a city of 8 million people that became a deathly quiet village overnight. 
and people were just wandering around, no noise, no nothing. And sadly, people were coming up to you and grabbing you, you know, literally by your clothes, going, help me, help me. Oh. You know, my husband was in that building. My wife was in that building. Have you seen it? You've been down there. Have you heard anything? Here's a photo of them. Please put it on the news. And oh. you know, thinking, look, I, I can, but I'm, you know, I didn't bother explaining. I was broadcasting to Australian audience and that. But he goes, yes, I'll help you. What can we do? We'll take a photo. It was hope against hope stuff. Mm. But you had to try and help and everyone tried to help and you know slowly we you know were able to sit and settle and try and work out what the hell had just happened to the united states and the world because we know then it affected us all you know we were part of the coalition of the willing it led to iraq it led to afghanistan and here we are 20 years later still in the mess in that country the random terrorism that then spread around the world the birth of al-qaeda which then led to isis which then led to you know our troops being killed and maimed in places far afield and like i said the world turned that day We all watched history turn on its head. And that day being September 11, a day we will never forget. Michael Usher from 7 News, thanks so much for that. Appreciate it. Thank you.